It's chip lunch. Oh. Oh. It's chip lunch. G. Come on, everybody. It's time to eat, because it's chip lunch. New theme song. Oh, God. Musical master. He's destroying the set, just like a real musician. Yeah, smash the guitar. Real, yeah, real rock and roll. Sets. Very yeah. Kurt Cobain slash uh, Pete Townsend. Pete uh, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix used to do it. Yeah, you'd have to light it on fire afterwards. Oh, that's wild. Did he put metho metho methylated spirits on it? Like there? lighter fluid. Light, is that what methylated spirits? Are? No, lighter fluids fluids different. Yeah, I don't know. I don't smoke. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was nice to have someone come in and do the um, theme tune for the Chip mm. Lunch podcast. You're welcome. Um, wasn't talking to you. <laughs> 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 uh, now that you've raised your voice, Eli, mm-hmm. Elijah Crawshaw, yes. welcome to Chip Lunch Podcast. Thank you very much. You want to mm. put that microphone a little bit closer oh to your yes. mouth? Is that better? Yeah, that's much better. Thank, Thank you. you. Can you hear him, Eck? Excellent. Brilliant. You can hear him. Excellent. Yes. You're excellent. 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 Yeah, so the new theme song that we just mm-hmm. already contributing to the podcast. Thank mm. you very much. You're welcome. How are you? I am brilliant. It's quite a hot day today, though. It and is. I am in all black and jeans. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mistakes were made today. <laughs> <laughs> Not by me. <laughs> you got, you've got pants on too, Brayden, don't you? Yeah, well, it's something. You sure he's got pants Respecting on? Respecting the people know. you're with, you know. Let's, let's check it. The, the, um, the covering at the front of this table is a little bit see-through, <laughs> so you better make sure. What? Yes, Wait. can confirm. Uh, wearing very hot jeans. Thank you. I, of course, are wearing shorts. Yes. Mm. Yes. Of course. Of course. I went through a whole year of year 11 wearing shorts. Only shorts. I decided you I was... You never took them off. I was doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I put pants over the top of them. <laughs> no, I just every day of school wore my, my shorts. Ask why? I just set myself a goal and like, I'm going to do it. Were you doing it with someone else? No. Just by yourself? Yeah. Lone well, Ranger? I'm going to do this, yep. Yeah. Yeah, my legs were Lone Rangers. <laughs> 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 legs from below the knees. Lone Rangers. I feel like I'm trying to remember how long my shorts were because a different time, and you wouldn't if you wore those kind of shorter shorts above the knee. You yeah. weren't you weren't cool back then. Yeah, I don't know. Back in the fifties, probably <laughs> pretty the short, 50s. weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> got got him. <laughs> got him. Yeah, back to our guest. <laughs> um, cool shirt though, Eli. Thank you, citizens. Yeah. And can you do you want to tell the story about why you actually bought that shirt though? Oh, um, well. January 31st, uh, the <laughs> citizens set, came Let over. me set the scene. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a cold and, well, not a cold and stormy night. It was warm as. <laughs> warm night. <laughs> a dark and stormy night. Yeah, nice. um, yeah. Citizens, it's a Christian band, they came to Sydney to mm. play a concert and I went in a long black sleeve um, shirt and it got really sweaty. And I knew it would get really sweaty, so I bought this shirt so I could get changed out of it. So I wouldn't have to... So you went through the concert the whole time with a long sleeve shirt yep. on and then yep. at the end you went and bought yep. some merch so you could mm-hmm. <laughs> survive the trip home. <laughs> it's also just a cool shirt. Yeah, it is a cool, it shirt. Is a cool shirt. I like it. Yeah. It's very cool. Also wearing the the chain, not the cross on a chain. Yeah. I don't know if we've... Have we actually started the podcast yet? Yes. Welcome to the Chip Lunch podcast. Welcome. This it's is Joel. It's wonderful to have you along with us. This is Brayden. And this is Eli. Mm. And this How is me. This is this is me. This is me. That this sounds like the podcast should be called that. It and sounds like a me. makeup ad. Mm. 
You're worth it. <laughs> this is me. Your skin deserves better. This is me. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you deserve it. Yes, you do. <laughs> Anyway, what a delicious uh, d- a treat that we ma- very much deserve. <laughs> Call me a treat. <laughs> yeah, you're a delicious treat. <laughs> <laughs> what a snack! What a great start to the yeah, podcast. What a great snack. Speaking of snacks, yes, you know what a good snack is? Hot chips. Oh, hot chips. Sig way. I do like some hot chips. Eli, how do you like your hot <sighs> chips? You know, if I always have the choice, I, yeah. I always take. Um, chicken salt, mm. always. But sometimes they don't put enough chicken salt on. Oh, yes. and so you got to you got to lather it on. You got to yes. buy like the extra like yes. bottle that they they yes. always sell. It's never as good. No, like, it is. I don't it know what they. I don't put know in. why. Yeah, but you just yeah. lather yeah. that on. <laughs> you lather you lather that on. Yes, you want it fluorescent. <laughs> like, can you stop using the word lather? It sounds like a soap. <laughs> <laughs> you want them like fluorescently glowing, that weird yellow color. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes the problem is. Mm. Mm. Sometimes not everyone likes chicken salt, and yeah, so then you just have people. chicken saltless chips. Yeah, and, and so boring. What better uh, condiment to use than tomato sauce? Yeah, yeah with you there. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is a better condiment. There's not. Ooh. There's not. That's there's a different not. podcast. Sauces. Well, we just go through sauces. <laughs> Saucy. It's sauce lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Having sauce for lunch. That'd be that'll be next when we run out of chip questions. Mm. I don't so think it will ever will. If we, as long as we don't run out of guests, we won't run out of chip questions. Yeah, I that's suppose. true. Uh, do you usually get it from particular some particular mm, shop? Well, there used to be a shop down near my house, but that closed down. R.I.P. Nine Fish. Yes. you weren't buying enough. Went obviously, to a better place. Obviously, mm. they were like right next to a school, so I'm surprised that they did end up shutting down. Yeah, right. But yeah, we'd go like after school on Thursdays, like the day we finish early, and we just. My group of friends would walk down, yeah, walk down nice. the hill to the chip shop. It was a blast. It looks like you're pouring Coke into a tea there, <laughs> <laughs> What? You don't have your... How do you take your tea? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, two sugars and Coke, please. Two sugars? There's about 17 sugars in a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's extra. It's not sweet enough. <laughs> is, it, is it Coke Zero or is it just regular Coke? Can't do the Zero thing, man. Full strength. Yeah, it's classic, like classic. So if you're gonna hurt yourself, really hurt yourself. Why are you doing the no sugar thing? It's all good. Yeah, so tr- so true. Eli, <laughs> <laughs> um, you ready for the next question? I don't know, am I? I'm asking you. I don't, I, I don't know myself. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you anyway. Wait, wait, hold up. I need to. I need to mentally prepare myself. All right. Okay. <laughs> 17 million seconds of dead air. <laughs> um, <laughs> Elijah, how did you become a Christian? How did I become a Christian? Well, I am the pastor's kid. So I grew up in the, a... The. The. Did I call a, the this pastor's kid? is me. <laughs> <laughs> pastor's kid. I grew up in a Christian home, a uh, Christian church. Normally they're Christian. Yeah, most churches yeah. are Christian. <laughs> And I kind of just um, grew up in the environment of um, knowing God mm. and believing in God. But it wasn't until school where I actually found it a bit more difficult mm. to live out my faith. Mm. I went to a public school. And so that involved a lot of um, negative like, feedback or like, op- views and opinions against Christians. 
and it wasn't wasn't heaps helpful for my faith. Was that in primary school or in that high was in that was more in high school. Primary school yeah. was kind of docile. Like no one no one <laughs> <laughs> no one really cared. Uh, but I do remember when we were playing in year seven, mm. we were playing tackle bull rush. Mm. Mm. And so I classic. Classic, yes. I loved it because I'm really fast. I wasn't very big. I'm not I'm not very big yet to this day. Yet. But Did you say yet? Yet. Yep. <laughs> yet. <laughs> Um, maybe a few more, few more climb fit, yeah, um, gym sessions. It's brought to you by climb fit. <laughs> and um, oh, where was I? I lost my train of thought. Tackle bull rush. Tackle bull rush. That's yep. right. And at the end of it, we I think the the guys were moving on to a different game, and I distinctively remember them say, "If you're not, if you are a Christian, then stay away." <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's wow. brutal, right? Yeah. This brutal. is in sorry in high school. Year seven. Year seven. Year seven. Wow. Wow. Jeez. And so, like, setting a, a great standpoint for uh, Christian uh, living life as a Christian in in this particular school, and it, probably the same with a lot of other schools. And it's such a shame how it's Christianity isn't viewed very well, and it kind of gave me a lot of doubts throughout, like, mid to late high school. But it wasn't until the HSC and trials. Us, actually, no, sorry. Let me backtrack a little bit. Um, the culture was a m- massive uh, aspect into my f- Christian walk. Mm-hmm. It really influenced the way I lived and the way I thought and the way I dressed. And it was what culture? Uh, like just bag out culture. And ah, yeah. So like the culture kinda, that was happening in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of anti-Christian culture. Mm. And I kind of found myself hiding my faith in a way like I f- everyone knew that I was a Christian but I never really brought it up or mm. kind of talked about it at all and so that made that Christian side of me kind of hide away in the in the shadows a bit and kind of try to blend in and so I became very quiet I, I became a very quiet individual and uh, but it wasn't but it was church, the, the community at church, was, which was completely different to school, which I held on to with like a, a really clenched fist because I just loved it. Like I loved the, the, commu- the culture there and how much that culture resonated with my views and how I wanted to live and the people that I wanted to be around. And it wasn't until the HSC and the trials where... I really had to decide to put my faith in God, my trust and faith in God, because this, this was it. This was, I was being told that this was like the most important part of my life. Like if you fail this test, then what, you, what else are you going to do? Which is totally false. Like, like school was saying that? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. which is totally, totally false. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of the, the doctrine that they kind of give you and they kind of make you fear. Actually, no, not kind of. They make you fear the HSE. Mm. And it's, I, I guess it's like a motivational thing to get you to study, mm. but it was really unhelpful. Yeah. And so my brother, Ethan, he and his wife, Katie, they sent me over a care package with a lot of food, <laughs> which was very delicious and very helpful. But that was also included in this little package. It was like a palm card, like a list of palm cards with Bible verses on them. Now, I don't recall the Bible verse. Uh, I probably should have got it up before the podcast started. 
but it's all right. It was talking about don't uh, put your trust in God and don't put your trust in your own knowledge and understanding. And I was like, I am not sure about this engineering test because there's so much that I have to do, have to know. There's so much more that I have to learn. And so I was just like super stressed and I was super um, not looking forward to it because I had to, I had all this stuff that I didn't know and that I had to know. And so this Bible verse really was really beneficial for me and for my, my, for my faith because it realized that I could just, that God was sovereign and that he had a plan for me. And if he, if he's, if he is a good God, then his plan for me will be good. And I kind of joined the dots and I was like, you know what? This doesn't really matter. Like, I'm going to die one day. I'm going to go to heaven. What's a test? What's a test mean to any of that? Mm. And so I was still a little stressed because my, my university was on the line that I wanted to, my, the university course I wanted to get into at Wollongong for engineering was on the line. And so I did want to get into that. But if God didn't want me to get into that, then I wouldn't go into it. And there'd probably be something better that I would end up doing instead of that. And yeah, that's kind of mm. how I've been going. And then just, just of recent, I'm almost done. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's your I, podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is me. This is me. I even wrote the, the, the intro theme as well. Yeah, mm. right. yeah that's right. I mean, it is your podcast. You <laughs> might, this might be a take on it. For our jobs. Yeah. Coup. Yeah. Um, yeah, so LIT is a, a Christian... Leaders in Training Camp, that's what the LIT stands for. Okay. And that was really helpful because it was kind of a culture shock going from this really negative anti-Christian uh, community into this really pro-Christian community where people actually wanted to love each other rather than just wanted to be friends because that's who, who, they, who, uh, who they were with. And I was just like, this place is so cool. And being a Christian is so cool. And I was just, I got super excited. And I'm a fan of music. And I was really hyped by the music that they played there. Mm. I, I really loved it. Because it's like a full, like, full, like, factory-sized hall where with all these lights and all these instruments. It's, it's awesome. And so that got me, re- got me really hyped. And now I'm, I'm feeling great about, about God. I love him. He's a great friend, and he's, he's my, my Lord and Savior, and I will walk anywhere with him. Mm. Cool. Is, is that the podcast done? <laughs> <laughs> that was a super fast-forward uh, version of it. I was just going to ask you, like, just to rewind a little bit, some people that grow up in a Christian family, like, say there's a time they took on their faith themselves. Do you think mm. there was a time that you can remember doing that? Sorry, can you say that again? Like if you, come, like a lot of people grow up in a Christian family and they like, they go, oh, it was just my family's faith. Yeah, right. I'm just like matching right. what my family are doing. Yeah. Is there a time you're like, no, I'm taking this on for myself? I think maybe at first it was a little bit like that, but I always felt independent with my faith. And so that never really affected me. I never really had that, that thought. Mm. I never really had that pressure from church to be a Christian because my family were Christian. And so I don't think that really- That's okay. Goes with it, yeah. 
Yeah, it's fine. I was just like, if there was like, do you have any of these moments when you were younger where you're like, oh no, like I am a Christian or is it just, it's always been a constant thing? I think it's just been a constant thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, in, in high school, as I said, it was a bit more, as I was maturing in my, in my faith, I was having a lot more different ideal ideologies like that I could bear witness to and that I and different sorry and different thoughts that I could experience so that was my fight to wrestle it was my bear to wrestle with and I wasn't given any pressure by my parents or my family and I think that that was very helpful for me because mm -hmm. it's my Christian walk Mm. And it's not really theirs, and they—I think they understood that. So you felt like you had the opportunity to actually kind of wrestle with your faith a little bit, given your experiences, especially at high school. But then, in the end, it, it worked out in a way that you think that God actually wanted you to it to work out anyway. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So, how old are you? You're only eighteen. I'm eighteen. I'm turning nineteen this year. Cool. So. I mean, often when we have people on, they've been like around for a bit longer. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'd be keen to kind of dig in to a lot what you're talking about because you, you seem to be reasonably affected by school mm -hmm. and in terms of being a Christian. You know, without really like calling anyone out, why was it such a why was it such a formative thing for you? Do you think? And were you comparing yourself to other people that you knew? You're like you're not, you don't have the same experience that I do at school. Definitely, mm. definitely. I was also comparing myself to other people at school, and how they looked, how they acted, how much charisma they have, and I kind of, I kind of felt alone in a way at school because I wasn't entirely sure of the the standpoint in my friend's faith with God like I knew they were kind of Christians but to me it didn't really feel like they acted acted like it all the time so you're kind of like unsure yeah right. yeah you keep going sorry I was just I was just adding to that so you're unsure that you're like what's are they a Christian or are they not Christian what yeah. where do I fit in with that but then you felt alone because you're like is anyone I'm not sure if anyone else feels like that Hundred percent. Yeah, and I was that was really hard to grapple with, and especially that I was the only male uh, youth kid in my in my grade, mm. and so I didn't really have that best friend to, to kind of cling to. Luckily, my brother was a really good friend with me. We have a really solid relationship, mm. and one of the things with Star Revival is that you can be friends with people who are like one year older than you, two years older than you, or like ten years older than you. Mm. Only ten, only ten, because that doesn't include me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to get up to fifty years. Yeah. <laughs> Again, second ageist joke you've made, Brayden. But yeah. Yeah, I'll let it slip. <laughs> let it slip past the keeper. This is me. Uh, what, were, what were we saying? I can't even remember what we were saying. Um, we're talking about friendship mm. and um, the lack of guys exactly Eli's age, but there was. Was he one of the first Soul Revival youth kids? Is that true or not? Well, help, me, help me figure out the timeline. I, I was, I don't think I was the, one of the first. I was one of the first at Fuse, which yeah. is the, the younger kids youth group. 
I distinctively remember, actually, funnily enough, going uh, up to the shops and getting hot chips. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a small group of us. Yep. Oh, at Kirawee. At Kirawee, yeah. Oh, that's before, before that shop closed down as well. Well, yeah. Got some good hand. hot chips. <laughs> was it company good or was it just the hot chips that were good? The hot chips. Was mm. that when Kim was running Fuse? Who was running Fuse? I think, I think so. I think Dad was one of the dad too. was hanging out too. Yeah. And so if we're thinking about like you're feeling alone, did even so even going to Fuse and to youth like and you're the only guy in your year, that would that would kind of contribute to that? Definitely, yeah. Um, but what I was saying about before about that we can be friends with people who are older than us. Yeah, I was able to because I didn't have really have anyone to talk to that was closer to me. I could reach out to people like Brayden and people like Joel, and then <laughs> um, even though he's more than ten years older than me, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest divide. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till the grey hairs start coming up. Oh no, he cuts them out. <laughs> he cuts them out. I don't have any grey hairs. All right. Yeah, Everyone's always like, "Where's your grey hairs, Joel?" I'm like, "Don't have any, man." Joel, not yet. Yeah, it's because I diet. <laughs> <laughs> How did that end up on my Wikipedia page? <laughs> Joel is known to dye his hair. <laughs> Publicly admitted. Yeah, that's cool. How did you? Um, yeah, so you obviously had a bit of leader input or um, older people around you. Yep. I thought, oh, Joel's gone. He's just walking off. It is pretty hot. Can you not that bad at the moment? Keep talking. Wow. Like I can just turn it on and turn it off. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> they can't hear you, Joel. <laughs> they I know they can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to turn the fan on. If you guys are wondering what's happening, um, we're learning that Joel doesn't know how to turn on a fan. Oh, it's hot. There we go. There we go. We're on. We're on. We're kicking it. I wonder what the temperature is. It's not as hot as yesterday. But yesterday was like 35 or something. What a great podcast. We're talking about the yeah, we're talking about the weather. It shows how great it is. Um, I thought we've had... So you're the third Crawshaw that we've... Had. No, third, fourth. Fourth Crawshaw. Fourth Crawshaw that we've had on. Forgot to count Greg. Yeah, yeah that, no, that's no, fine. That's just, I was just, just enough crawshaws. Yeah, the other fourth crawshaw we've had on, and two of those um, have been Bev and Pete, who are your grandparents, who I think are pretty great. Do you remember any time that uh, you've spent with them that helped you with your faith? I don't remember like specific times. Um, but I do know that they have been a really good role model for me. And I, school kind of took me away from getting to know them more because I had to focus on my schoolwork. And actually, now I'm thinking about it, that was another reason why I kind of drifted away from God a bit mm. because of so much other things that I had to focus on. Yeah. And that was, that was really, I didn't realize I was fading away at the time. I was kind of slowly was. <laughs> Where were we? I'm do sorry. you think? Do you think you were trying to find? Why do you think you focus so much on school? Um, I think my parents were really urging me on to 
getting work done mm. and uh, getting assignments on on time. And I kind of wanted to do as well as I could. So I wanted mm. to put as much effort into school as I could. Yeah. Even in year seven, I was like studying really hard. Yeah. Forgotten everything I learned in French. <laughs> 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 I don't, I put way too many hours into that. Um, oh man, it's not my day. Where were we? We're just chatting about school and why do you think you felt like you needed to put, what oh, led yeah. you to putting yeah. a lot of effort in maybe not doing other things? I think it was also the the school system in general, mm. like wanting to get an A. Measure by achievement. Measure by achievement, yeah. That's a Kiriwi slogan, isn't it? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan of it. But that's kind of the the mindset yeah. they give you. And so you're you're striving to be the best possible person you can be in your academic way of life. And when you try to be good at one area of life, you start to go worse in another because you're putting more of your focus in that acad- academic side. And so that's probably what was the reason for that. And also just me wanting to like beat my friends yeah, and to go better than I did last time and to be happy with my results. Yeah. Because you get like a, a 70 or something and you'd be like, oh, that's rubbish. Or And then you get like an 80 and you'd be like, oh, I could probably as best as, as best as I could do. But I could go higher because there's always that 20% that you could mm. do better. And so it's a really negative way of looking at it. And I didn't realize it up until later, but it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you think that it was because you weren't getting any validation from school about being a Christian, but you were getting validation for trying and trying to do well. And so yeah, that was actually. kind of like spurring on the yeah. choices. <laughs> You're just thinking about that now? <laughs> Is that a good point? It's actually it? never crossed my mind before. Mm. But why did you feel like you needed to beat your friends as well? Because it was that validation thing? Like, yeah. I'm actually achieving yep. this. Definitely. Yeah, okay. And kind of proving it to myself as well. Proving that I am really good at school. Mm. Why did you feel like you needed to do that, do you reckon? That was a period of my life where I wasn't, I didn't think I was very good at things. Mm. And so I kind of try to grab onto things that I knew that I'd go well at. Mm. Like mm. Chess was one of those big things. Chess, yeah. yeah. Chess, sorry. Is that what chess, you said? Yes. I thought you said Jess. I'm like, chess. who's that? <laughs> no, I'm but not so, grabbing onto so Jess. So chess, the, the board game invented in the 10th century, I believe, in India. In India? I think so. It was in India. I know it was invented in India. Can you, can you fact check that? Yeah, 100%. The, reason, the only reason I know is because I read it in a book that I got for my son on chess. <laughs> <laughs> I read it in a book. Yes, I read it in a book. Um, so chess, why, do you, why is chess such a... My grandfather... Thing? used to teach me. He used to be my, uh, my grandmaster. That's what sensei. I, that's what sensei. I, my sensei, that's what I saw him as. <laughs> grandmaster. <laughs> you, you can talk to him about it and you'll say, oh, no, nah, I'm, I'm P, not that Is Pete good at chess? At chess, yeah. He, I, he, he was great. Have you beaten Pete? I've beaten him twice. Oh, Ooh, only twice. Only How many twice. games have you played, do you reckon? Too many. A yeah. lot more than twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
this, I can't believe this. History of chess, chess traces back nearly 1,500 years to its earliest predecessor called Chaturanga in India. So Look it is in India. India. Mm. From India, it spread to Persia. Mm. I didn't know Pete was really good at chess. Well, they reckon the game evolved roughly into its current form about 1500 CE, which is common era. That's AD, isn't it? 1500 AD? Sure. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So I was a bit wrong with the 9th century, but, you know. You said 10th, I think. 10th, sorry, yep. But, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Well, see, in Chaturanga, the, the game where it came from flourished in India in the 6th century. So, it could be close, man. So, what do you love about chess, though, Eli? Oh, it's just... The strategy? The strategy. I'm mm. a bit of a strategist. I like my... I like risk. Mm -hmm. I like all those sorts Pandemic. of... Pandemic. Pandemic, yes. Mm. And I really enjoyed the time I spent with my grandfather. It would have been cool. Mm. And there was a chess club in primary school. Yeah. And... I wasn't the best because there was always that one person who's like slightly better than you. I actually have a memory of the one time, it was the grand final of this tournament that we had at school. Mm -hmm. And this game I had with him was going overtime. So we had, it was in lunch and lunch went for like 30 minutes or something. Yeah. And so this game went longer than 30 minutes mm -hmm. and I was destroying him. <laughs> and I was, I was like, what is happening? I'm, I'm winning, I'm about to win this game. I'm about to win the tournament, but. Did you get too cocky? Because I was a bit of, I didn't want to get in trouble. I was like, hey, maybe we should go to the assembly that's on uh. <laughs> and, re and finish it when we get back. Mm. And he was like, yeah. And then, and then we talked to the, the chess teacher and she was like, you're just going to restart it. Oh. And I was so, I was like, yeah, I probably could beat him again. I didn't beat him again. Oh. And so I've never actually beaten him, which is a shame. Mm. But maybe if we versed again, then I would, I, I would wipe the floor with him. <laughs> <laughs> do you still play much? Chess? I do play chess. Yeah, they're online. A bit online, yeah. Ah, okay. I was playing online chess today, Ooh. and I, I really like the timer. Speeds mm. things up, makes it a bit bit different. And so at year thirteen, which is kind of, I'm taking a gap year from school just to just to, for a break, so I could. De dedicate a life of my, a, a life of my year, a year of my <laughs> life to my faith in God mm. and to building up my knowledge of the Bible and uh, understanding him a bit more mm. through his word and through prayer. And so some of the guys there, they're really into chess. And so that kind of, yeah, <laughs> how, how convenient. And so that kind of reignited the spark. Okay. So are you, are the you dominating at year 13? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Doing pretty good. Nice. Is, do you have like a leaderboard? Yeah. Oh, we should. We should. Yeah. Spikeball is a bit more popular. What's spikeball? Uh, yeah. It's like, how do you explain? It's like volley. There's like a little kind of trampoline thing in the middle. Oh, and you're hitting yeah. the, uh, like a, yep. yeah, like yeah. a softball yeah. sized ball. That looks fun. Into it. It's, it's very fun. fun at the beach. You've got, yep. a, kind of, you've got a surrounder and you've got, you, you have a team? You have a team. Yeah, teams yeah. are two. Teams are two. And then you've got to hit it into the, Bouncy trampoline, yeah. and then the other team's got to hit it back into the trampoline. Your schoolies, we played a lot of it, didn't we? On the beach? Yeah, yeah that was very fun. Didn't you, like, fall and you... Oh, I destroyed myself. <laughs> <You> destroyed <laughs> I absolutely destroyed myself. And he was on my team as well. I yeah. went for a dive and my foot just caught in the sand. And my <laughs> knee kept moving. Yeah, it was not a good time. No. But it was very fun. Mm. It was a very fun game. That does sound like a good game. Do you have, like, a mad chess set that you only bring out for special occasions? I do. Yes. yes. Where'd you get that chess set? Uh, from this shop in Italy. 
I did you ordered it from Australia and it came. It took a while to get here. What's it? Yeah. What's it made of? Yeah, what, and what is it? What makes um, it so good? I think it's there's one that's titanium. Ooh, unbreakable. But like, it's I think it's just the outside of uh, this titanium, yeah. and the inside's kind of steel or something. Cool. Um, was that the one you got in Italy or is Italy? It? Yeah. Yeah. Or cool. it came from Italy. Italy Does it move super smooth? What's what's the what oh, do you good. measure it's a chess set? Yeah, yeah. What yeah? What what makes it a better chess set? Is it like the raised weight. up? The weight. Bit? Yes, the weight. It's like a good glass. You know, yeah. like it has yeah. a heavy base. Yeah, kind it's of thing. a good glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coconut in and a mug. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good measure of a, a bad quality. <laughs> good quality. The board also. Mm. Yeah. Like it's a it's a really nice wood board with like um, felt underneath, mm. and it's so kind of. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of slanted a bit so oh. that you could pick it up. Because if it's just like a flat piece of wood, then you're not going to be able to pick it up. Oh, but oh. it doesn't fold or anything. It's just one, no, no, one no. piece. It's, a, it's an actual wood one. I do have a folding one. Mm. That one I got from, from Paris. That's the one I bring to year 13 because it's a lot easier to get around. Yeah, and you're also you're not going to have those plebs playing on, on your <laughs> special set, are you? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, the Italian one. <laughs> not those plebs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not the Italian version. Come on. <laughs> I like the ones that I've seen that you like. They're kind of like a raised platform. Mm. And I don't know if you store the chess pieces in it, but it's like it looks like you know very very grand when you're playing on it. Do the do they move like as Braden said, nice and smooth across the oh yeah across the board? Do oh they yeah. have like a nice felt bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm. That sounds nice. <laughs> I can appreciate that. I might have to have you flog me at chess one day because t- <laughs> <laughs> I like I know the basic ru- rules and movements, and that's about it. So. Yeah, I think I wouldn't mind getting better at it though. Yeah, there's so much. I feel like it's one of those things where you you look at it and you're like. That's going to take a long time. And I'm still probably going to get flogged by someone. Mm. So it's hard to get motivated. <laughs> yeah, you're going to like... Uh, the thing that I... when I, I used to play a little bit when I was younger. And I would always just go, yes, just get to make this move. Great. But I wouldn't see the, like, the strategic piece yeah. of it. Whereas like, if I make this move, this guy, he's going to take me here. You've got you to think a few moves ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Mm. It's really hard. But I like that. I like that. I think as, I'm, you know, as you've both mentioned a number of times, I'm quite... Uh, mature now <laughs> in some <laughs> aspects and uh, some aspects what's that supposed to mean uh immature in others <laughs> some would some would argue but the i think like do you think that playing with chess helps you like kind of deal with life a little bit sometimes like it just it's like a lot of, a little bit of break and an engagement in your brain in a different way kind of yeah i'm a bit introverted so i like spending some time with myself but when i spend time with myself with this energy that I'm not using talking to people, I, I like to um, utilize, utilize it into um, moving pieces around. Do you play against yourself? Yes, I do. Like you spin the board? <laughs> I don't spin the board. Oh, you don't spin? What do you, move around to I the other move side? around different pieces. Oh, okay. I like those ones where you can spin the board too, anyway. Yeah. yeah. This one spins around, because yeah. it's kind of like at a, at a point. Anyway. Chess boss. Chess boss, yes. That's cool. Um, Talking about high school again, mm-hmm. because we have we have talked about in a very early episode, Brady, mm-hmm. we talked about high school. Mm. Tell go us, back and find it. Yeah, go back and find it. I think it's like episode four or something. Um, one question I had was, you said that you felt alone and you found it really difficult. What was the stuff that contributed to that at school? Uh, there was a few relationships that probably weren't that great. Right. And I didn't really know it at the time, but they were a little bit toxic. With just mates, is that what with you mean? mates? Yeah, mm-hmm. just kind of not building each other up, which is another reason why I really like the church community because we're looking to um, 
give each other life rather than give each other death. Mm. That's my, when I was in Chicago, I went to Chicago for a holiday last year and I was at the, the, the museum they have there. It's a massive museum. I forget what it's, what it's called. You got it? I'll keep, I'll look it up. You keep going. On it. And we were, we were getting food and dad was like, uh, it came up in conversation somehow and he, dad described it as death words and life words. When you're mm. giving life words to people, you're building people up mm. and you're encouraging them. But when you're giving death words to people, you're putting them down and making them look worse than you. Yeah. Mm. And it's not a very Christian thing to do. Do you think you got sucked into the culture of giving death words yep. in mm-hmm. high school? Mm-hmm. I think that I can relate to that too. Yeah, I was I like, I contributed to it. But when I left school, I was like, oh, there's a different way you can do things. And yeah. I think like that contributed very much to me becoming a Christian towards the end of high school as well was I like I want more out of the relationships I have with the people that I'm around. Yeah. Whereas totally. it was with my schoolmates, I think a lot of the time was, uh, yeah, not building each other up at all. Like it would... I was like, I just wanted to be those, those friends. I wanted those friends like to have fun with them and like to still banter with each other and like yeah. have a crack at each other and all that kind of thing. But then there were, that was it. There wasn't more to it. Mm. Now I only realized when I started becoming, going to youth group a lot more and stuff is like, oh, there's a lot, like there, there's that, what, I, what I've been looking for rather than death words, as you, as you said, all the yeah. time. Yeah. What's, what, like, give us an example of what, it would be like. Surely you've got some trouble, troubling situations <laughs> that you can share without naming people. Oh, well, there's handball and you just, oh, some, yeah. so you get someone out and they just hold a grudge on you for like the entirety of lunch. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. though that's the point of the game, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't really like when people held grudges on you though. It's, it's, it just felt wrong. And... I can't really think of specific times, but it's more just like when you're casually talking with each other and it's kind of seen as a way to fit in and a way to be friends with each other. Mm. And to cover up your insecurities. Yeah, yeah, which is really weird. So like if you ever like show any kind of vulnerability, you're just going to get absolutely smashed. 100%. With, yeah. yeah. Well, that's because you suck. Well, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, that's the very, but that's what it's like, I think, amongst guys. It's just like that's because you're crap at this or that's because mm-hmm. you suck at this. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Which probably doesn't contribute to the feelings that you're talking about before about like, not feeling good enough at stuff. And like... Oh, no, that 100% did. Yeah. And, oh, not, yeah. and yeah. not having the ability to say, oh, like I'm not good at this and not something. Oh, you could like work on this or you could do it or don't worry about it mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, yeah, because you're crap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I think guy culture, at least it was... Like we've chatted a little bit about this previously in high school. It's like... You just don't want to be the person with the hot potato. It's just like just trying to pass everything on to someone else so that the focus doesn't get caught on you and you're mm, in the yeah, firing line. Of you in a vulnerable situation. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, quick, don't find me out. Yeah, exactly. That's because this guy's this. Yeah. <laughs> just just like, yeah. You're all just trying yeah. to like not be the one that's at mm. the bottom. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's school for everyone. And I think yeah. that's the other thing that sometimes we really struggle with is that School, it can be very hierarchical. Yeah. And I think it's different for guys and girls, but mm. it's still like a, it's still like the same thing of like who's 
not the top dog, but it's almost that almost like breaks down into the different groups that you're in as well. Like yeah. who's who's at the top of that one? Because then you're never going to get found out. Yeah, but you're just looking for validation from just for who you people. are. I think. Yeah. 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 Hmm. It is tough. What do you think? What helped you get through those kind of things, Eli? Because, uh, like, if we look at the start of the podcast, you really focused on that. But you're still here as a Christian. Mm-hmm. You're still talking about it, yep. which is really cool. What got you through that? Now, you mentioned the thing about HSC, but what about the majority of high school? Yeah, well, there's a saying where, uh, I don't know who said it, but you are the, the five people you, you become the five people you hang out with the most. Mm. And so when you're at school, you're there five times a week. Yeah. And so you're going to become like your friends at school. Yep. And you're there for six hours a day. So you're going to become you're going to become those people at school, yeah. and <laughs> D- uh, Dad's phone was just ringing. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> trying to locate it. I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's going to find my iPhone. <laughs> I'm glad he found it then. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's church, and then there's the culture at church, and even though you're there for two nights a week. It had a bigger impact on my life because I just really appreciated the positive community where people were giving life words to each other rather than death words all the time. And it just, as an individual, it made me feel a lot better about myself. Mm-hmm. And it felt, made me feel a lot better that people actually do believe in God and are sharing my faith and are kind of sharing the... Th- the same things that I'm going through, like the persecution or the, I don't, I don't know, other, other things like uh, friends who are still in school, like the persecution in school as well. And I found that really awesome. And I just, as I said, I really held on to it. And I had to hold on to it really hot, firmly because if I didn't, then I'd fall back into school. And it was, I'm really thankful to God that I don't like partying. Like I don't really like going to social events very often that much. I mean, going to churches, but that's kind of different. Mm. <laughs> um, over the years, I have come to like talking to people more. And I actually have a theory that my introversion uh, originated from my brother um, not hanging out with me as much because he's so much older than me. He's six years older than me. Mm. And so because there was such a big gap, he was spending time with his mates at school. And I was spending time with myself because I wasn't quite at that stage where I could go out with my, with my friends. Mm. And so I think, so I'd, I'd sit on the computer for hours or I'd watch TV or just go do something in, in the front yard, whatever it is. I just found myself in my thoughts mm-hmm. and I felt comfortable with that. And I, I, think, that's, I think that's why I'm a bit of an introvert. And it makes sense if you think about it. Um, but coming back to the church thing, I really appreciated that community. And um, because, of, because of this introversion, I didn't really go deeper into the drinking and the, like the, the alcohol and the like vapes and drugs and stuff. And there was something about my heart that knew it was wrong. And I just... I did get exposed to it, but I avoided it. Mm-hmm. 
I'm really thankful that God helps me do that. How like opposed was the people in your year to Christianity? Uh, it was a lot of it was just kind of they didn't care, and especially in uh, some of the classes that I'd be in, they take advantage of the fact that I am a Christian and then they use like some stupid tradition that we do as a way to make a joke. And this, this joke would go on for like really long period, periods of time. Mm. And it would be funny at first, you'd laugh along with it, but it was just, it just got kind of annoying. Cause it's like that thing, if someone makes a joke like that, it can be like out of love. That's what, like, you know, yeah. oh, we know yeah. this about you and we have, like, Brandon and I do this to each other all the time that we have a go at each other, but we know that actually because we love each other. But if a joke like that keeps going, they know it upsets you. Yeah. And they keep going, they're doing it more for themselves to get a reaction mm-hmm. out of you to make you feel like crap, to, again, put you down so you're not the the insecurities of, like, oh, if we, if we keep Eli down, for example, he's not going to challenge us. Because I think that's also probably what was going on, that you you being different just even being a Christian really challenged them. So like, let's get rid of this challenge because now he's, he's making us rethink perhaps what we're doing. Yeah. Do you reckon that's true? Possibly. Mm. Yeah. Because people don't like, I mean, if you think about school, I mean, even outside of school, but people don't like being challenged of thoughts that are quite entrenched, yeah. I think. People so, don't really like difference. Yeah. But again, that puts you in that vulnerable position of, I'm not sure. So, that makes me feel insecure, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna lash out first, go out ad- against like someone first, rather than let someone know that I'm gonna, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling as quite as secure as I thought I would in this situation. Mm. So then they're just gonna keep going at you, but then they know I've found the thing that'll keep Eli down for a certain amount of time. I'll just keep pounding away at that for for a long <laughs> time until, yeah, slowly weighs you down. Yeah, and I mean, I'm guessing that happened a number of times. Mm-hmm. Which then makes you feel like, well, what's this worth? Is it worth yeah. being Christian? Did you think yeah. that? I did think that. Mm. And I think that's why I slowly f- fell away a bit. I didn't think of it directly. Mm. But it was kind of like a subconscious thing. But my, the impact it was mind. having on you. The impact, yeah. yeah. And being stuck with them was a big thing for me. And like, it's not that I could just get out of it because I'm stuck in the same classroom and we're <clears throat> we're there for such a we're like sitting next to each other for such a long amount of time like year 11 and 12 two years is a long time yeah. to be with <laughs> these, awful, those people yeah especially when you're 18 <laughs> yes there's not a lot else going on <laughs> like school is probably in a sense the most regular thing that's going on mm. that you've gone to mm. it's like the only thing in yeah. that's going on really yeah um, I had a question about I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, you, you've mentioned like falling away a lot. What do you think that looked like? It wasn't as bad as like when you say falling away. It's kind of like drifting. Drift. It's kind of more <laughs> just like slowly drifting. Yep. Yeah. Like I didn't. I, I. There were periods of time where I was definitely questioning the reality of God, but I always had doubts that doubted my doubts. <laughs> doubts that doubted your doubts. There's, there's, that a, there's a citizen song. I forget the. Do you know the the line? It's called "Doubting oh, Doubts." Yeah. Ethan loves it. Yeah. Oh, I think it's their best song, personally. Yeah. 
Really? Um, but why were you saying that? So an example, right, would be, how do I know this guy's real? Because I, I, I did physics, and so I was learning. I did you know a God, lot of stuff God's about real. it. Yeah, yeah. Do you mean? Yep. So I did physics, and I was learning about, I had to learn about the, the Big Bang. And mm. it's a theory, but they kind of teach it to you like it's a reality. Mm. And so I'm like, is God really, really real? And then I'm like, there's all these other like f- weird phenomena and like ghosts and stuff um, that kind of are in our community, in our, in our like world. Mm. And it's just, you can't really, science can explain the Big Bang, but it can't ex- explain that. And I found that really interesting. And I also had a thought one day when I was taking the bins out <laughs> <laughs> that what's the loss of being a Christian, right? Apart from the, the earthly things, mm. what's the loss of being a Christian? So you can, you can be a Christian and then God cannot be real. And then you're just living your life as a Christian. Then you die and then that's it. But you cannot be a Christian. And then you can find out when you die that God is, a, that God is real. And then you're like, well, shoot. <laughs> I'm completely wrong. And so I'm like, let's just be a Christian because mm. it's just, it's win-win. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've had a thought like that. It's like, well, if it's, if it's not true, then maybe I made a difference to my life and some other people's life anyway. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, but then I feel like that's a case for it being even truer because, yeah. <laughs> like, we have the Holy Spirit and that is urging us to do certain things that God wants us to do and to try and uh, tries to align ourselves, ourselves with God's will. So then you're like, well, okay, then it probably is true. <laughs> Those are the thoughts that I've had. So that makes a lot of sense. Do you have any, so I thought you had a question. Or do you, do you want the Citizen song, what's the part that you like about Citizens? Because I found the lyrics. Um, the part where it's, I mean, it's called Doubting Doubts. Mm. Oh yeah, I could find it. I keep searching for the answers to my doubts. It's like I'm caught in between belief and wanting out. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, So he's written, the guy from Citizens has written this, basically talking about his own wrestling with faith. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just, it's like the concept of doubting doubts. Like you can have doubts that doubt your doubts. So you're doubting the existence of God, but then you're doubting those doubts that are against God. Does that make sense? I think so. You're like so you've got doubt, and then you're questioning them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And so I'm a very literal person, and I'm I I like hard facts. Hard facts. Hard facts. Hard quiz. No. (laughs) (laughs) And so I prefer to have an answer to everything mm. than to not have an answer. And there's a lot of things like... Is that to do, again, because you want to be good at stuff? Uh, you think? I think that's just my kind of... Or you just don't want to be... That's kind of the way, I, the way I think. Yeah. It's just kind of how my brain's formed. Like chess, a lot of strategic people play chess because it's a strategic game. Mm. And it uses that part of your brain to play, to play it. And uh, so that's just the way I, I, I am. But it's just, it, al- it, it allowed me to actually question the doubts that I was having. Mm. And that meant 
that I was able to come closer to, to drift towards God rather than drift away. Yeah, I think the first verse is just it slaps. It's, I keep searching for the answers to my doubts. Yeah. It's like I'm caught between belief and wanting out. But there's this promise that my soul just cannot shake, that I'm loved despite the struggles of my faith. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to think if I have doubts that I'm not Christian, if I have doubts that I'm not saved, mm. if I am having any kind of thoughts or things, then like, what does that mean? Mm. I think it's a cool encouragement of a song kind of says like the more i seek the more i find and like it's talking about um the fact that part of the christian life and part of faith is doubts but it's then pulling through that all the way through and um where's that like you have to go yeah. through doubts to actually yeah. grow, grow stronger mm. yeah yeah in your faith yeah it's i just want to shout it out for the world to hear it that i'm his kid no matter what i'm feeling <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's great. Some great yeah. lyrics. Yeah, they're really cool. Mm. Um, it's yeah. an awesome song. Yeah, it's cool how songs, I don't know, I'm sure some people feel this way about poetry or about other creative or art or other creative mediums. It's fun how a song can really make you think in a way that other forms of media don't. Yeah. Yeah, because it brings up that emotion that's mm. related to it as well, I think. Mm. And is that why, Eli, you're like, I'd like hard facts, but then when you're in these moments of doubt, you're pretty unsure. But then, so you're saying you realise that I need, I need to have these doubts. Yeah. So it's almost like growing you as a person as well. Definitely. Like it's okay to not yep. have the exact answer all the time and that God will. Because, I mean, that even sounds like when you were talking about doing the trials and you had that moment of realisation of, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because God will mm-hmm. get us through, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're having doubts before that time with the trials, and yes. then it kind of le- yep. did it kind of lead to that point. Yeah, I reckon that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, with all this time I had to study, I my I would find my mind wandering a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and so I kind of needed something to help me concentrate, and that was music for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I made this playlist full of Christian songs, mm-hmm. and there weren't many because I. Yeah. Didn't really have a, a very good music knowledge, <laughs> unlike Braden here. <laughs> or your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> Check out Greg's podcast if you want to deep dive into Christian music. Yeah. But that helped you. Yeah, that really helped me because I didn't, I wasn't really praying much and I wasn't really reading the Bible at all. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of a way for me to build my connection with God and to kind of express that I do love God even though I'm de- having doubts and that I do want to get closer. I just and st- am still unsure about a few things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was, that was really good for me. Yeah. As we all are though too. Yeah. Like, I think like just to encourage you, like I, I go through doubts and stuff. Mm. And I think the yeah. good way, like I suppose that one way to kind of not ward off the doubts, because I think the doubts will always come there. But if you are like reading your Bible and praying, I think you're, better equipped to work through those doubts because yep, i know exactly. i know but even when i'm reading the bible for example that i sometimes like is this true or like is this um you know how people say that like uh the bible's just like it's just some story written two thousand years ago it's just all made up but then you read it and you're like but then why is it stuck around yeah like why is it why is it still a really, really important text, mm. for example, just in the world? And again, if, as Christians, we believe it's like God's word, like it's God breathed. Yeah. 
um, I'm really just saying that because, I mean, I have similar thoughts sometimes. And it's just like a quick one-sentence thing and it kind of throws you off. Yeah. Yep. Does that really happen? Like that, that's <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh, is this where people that are non-Christians say like, oh, what about this or planting crops side by side or whatever it is? It's like, oh, maybe that maybe they're right. That's what I have. So maybe they're right about this. And then, yeah. I th- and then you're like, again, it's like that going through the doubting phase, but then you're like, yeah, but... God has transformed me, right? Mm. It's not just like it's seen from the outside of not like as non-Christians either. Oh, it's just a set of rules. Well, in a sense, sometimes rules are helpful and sometimes boundaries are helpful. But then it's also like, but I want to. You are filled with this. You have this desire to want to actually change what you're actually doing or to recognize your sin and go, I don't want this to happen again or mm. I don't want to keep yeah. doing this. Like I want to get out of this pattern of behavior. And it's like, that's, that's where for me, it's kind of like all the truth lies. Yeah. And it's not just reading the text on the page, but like God is molding me and shaping him, mm-hmm. me with his word as you go through life. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We're like immediately justified the minute we become mm. a Christian. We're made clean. Um, in the sight of God, but then we're progressively sanctified yep. over that period, and Have that can be reading hard. Romans. <laughs> that can be, no, I haven't actually. But I've been getting slammed with doctrine. <laughs> That's a different story. It's more complicated than that. Yep. But I think that 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 is a struggle. You're being sanctified, and you want to be more like Christ as you're going, but you're also stuffing up, and you're also dealing with challenges, and you're still dealing with sin. Mm. And so that could be a hard tension to navigate, especially when you're. A, a young dude and you just want to you don't necessarily want to be copping rubbish at handball at lunch because you're a christian like yeah. when and you just like other people don't have to deal with this yeah and i think that's hard when yeah especially when you're younger mm. um and i think there's this other thing that and this is something i've been thinking about lately but it's also like being a christian like because you're made in the image of god you want to treat others the same yeah mm. And you're like, you go, like, for example, you go onto the handball court and I'm a Christian. I'm like, I want to be treated like that too, like you have in the church community mm. to a large degree. So you're like, well, why don't other people want to do that? Like, and I want that depth of relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. We can be there for each other when it's vulnerable. We can, we can be there when it's just fun. But there's that connection as, because we're friends around Jesus that deepens the bond between us. But yeah. you're like why can't you guys see that? Mm. And you're like, why can't you bring that to me too? I feel like that's yeah. just listening to your story and, and now I, some of my experiences at Eli, it makes me think, oh yeah, that's, that might be why I was so frustrated at school because it's like, oh guys, there's just more. There's just more here. You just have to, you just have to give yourself to Jesus and be justified straight yeah. away. That's all you have to do to be able to, to be sanctified in our, yeah. ourselves and our relationships. And it, yeah, I just think, that's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard when you you come out of school because it's very like very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you um you wrote Eli like a list of things that you wanted to talk about, and I said <laughs> give them to me because we'll, we'll ask the questions. <laughs> but you wrote on here youth camps. Why did you write youth camps? Yes. So I've been on quite a few youth camps. So I've been on a, uh, multiple Crusader camps, um, and I've been on LIT camps, and I've been on schoolies, which is run by our church, mm-hmm. which is basically. Not a youth camp, but in that environment that's outside of church, in a Christian environment that's outside of church. And so I think those are really cool. 
because in the midst of the chaos of school, there's uh, these these small little Christian friendships that you're building. And so crew camp, I went to a uh, a Nerf one, <laughs> and so they kind of they base the camp around these missions that you have to do, and you're put into these teams. And as a team, you have to work through the missions, and it's like Nerf related. And there's all this <laughs> lore that they've created through the years. Um, so it's like a progressive thing. Yeah, right? and yeah. it's it's heaps of fun. And That's so cool. I've I met these group of people at the at this crew camp, and we've been like friends for like three years, and we we go for there for a week, and then we feel sad that we we're leaving. And then the next year, it's like nothing's changed, mm. and I feel like it's different when you're like that feeling is kind of different when you're not a Christian because you're. You kind of find joy in the fact that Christ unifies everyone mm. through his death on the cross. Mm. And I kind of found that not the case when I've been with non-Christian people. I kind of feel a disconnect, like, inside of me, which I don't know. I don't know if that's the same experience with you, but it was definitely an experience with me. Mm. No, I think it's actually playing into the thing that I said just before I asked you about youth camps. I think it's like... There's there's more like there's mm-hmm. there's more to be yeah. had yeah. here, and instead you see people chasing other things, but you're also like, I'm tempted to chase those other things too because we're sinful, but then you're like, but guys, I know the solution. Don't worry about the rest <laughs> of this stuff. I know what the what the the like where the source of our like neediness comes from, but also that Jesus changes that and fills that yeah. for us, and then so when you see other people like. You get, and you get to experience those things where you're at church, whether you're at youth camp, whether you're at week away or on schoolies, and you're like, why can't this be like it forever? But we're not really called to just hang out with yep. each other. We're also got to be out in the world. Mm. Yeah, It's really hard. I remember having a few of those thoughts like you had. It's just like I really want to be in a really deep relationship with my friends at school, but it just never happened. Yeah. Yep. It never happened. And... Um, uh, on, a, on a side note um, my cross necklace I this one <laughs> it, it was really cool for me to because despite my, my quietness I, it was an expression of my faith and it was telling everyone that I am a Christian and that I'm owning it and it also led to a bit of persecution which was tough but it was good because people come up to you and ask you random questions that you don't know the answers to. Mm. Like, if, if God, does God hate gay people? And I'm in year 11 and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. And it's, it's been a real kind of rock that I can stand firm in. Constant reminder. Constant reminder. Like Jesus, Jesus says, take up your cross daily. Mm. It's kind of like that for me. Mm. Can I poke? We've brought up schoolies and I enjoyed schoolies thoroughly. <laughs> I enjoyed your food at schoolies. Thank you. It's um, delicious. <laughs> what was your favourite part? Uh, just briefly. Um, for schoolies for our church, if you do... Uh, are unaware or don't know, we normally like to take the year 12s that have just graduated away for a bit of a holiday and 
um, to hang out and to really celebrate the fact that they've finished high school and it's really fun. Mm. Um, and we did that with Eli this year. Eli, how was schoolies? I absolutely loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We saw a slug. Yes, we did. We saw a nice was that your slug? idea to see the slug? No. no. Whose no, idea was no. that? This was Lewis. Lewis had oh. brought up years before. Really? He's been talking about it for years. Oh. I think his uncle was a park ranger and wrote some paper on the slug or something. Okay. Seriously? Yeah. There's, some, there's a weird connection there. If wow. we, when part two of Lewis happens, you can ask That's Lewis happening very soon, a couple of weeks. You can ask Lewis about where the origins of that idea. That's but it, idea. Yeah, traditionally it was, it was Lewis's idea. But more about the slug. Eli, what did we do on your schoolies? <laughs> so I was the only graduate, year 12 graduate on schoolies. Yeah. And so the, the leaders decided to take my favourite movies, The Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and to make it the theme. And mm. so we got everyone to dress up in, in, like in capes. Robes, in robes, robes. robes. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, the no that, that the fellowship used. <laughs> yeah. And we actually, we had, we had nine people there yeah, together. Yeah, the perfect the, amount. The perfect amount. Ordained. Yep. And there's, there was nine people in the fellowship and there was nine of us at schoolies. Yeah. And so we kind of messed, messed around and just had, had a blast playing board games and um, drawing random stuff. But we climbed Mount Mordor, didn't we? We did climb Mount Mordor. We, we travelled all the way from the Southern Shire <laughs> the shire, from the Shire. The Shire. The Shire. Through the Misty Mountains, a.k.a. Yes. The, 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 the Blue Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> to get to Mordor, which we called Mount Capitar, yeah. which is a long way away. It's and a wonderful national yeah. park. It's beautiful. If it wasn't so far away, I'd love to go back. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was beautiful. But yeah, what did we do in Mount Capitar? Well, there is this... Well. Talk, as we, we've talked about this slug before and mm. this pink slug lives only on this mountain in yeah. the entire world. Like they, <laughs> they don't know how many slugs there are because they're yeah. so rare and you can, you can travel anywhere. They'll only be in this mountain. And so we went to this mountain and the way to find them, like the, the reason they come out into the open is mm. just after it rains yeah. or at night. Mm. And so we, we waited for, for waited for it to rain and then we drove up but when we got up there it was it hadn't rained it stopped raining mm. and so uh, we were looking around for a really long time actually like an hour and a half yeah <laughs> but it was crazy it was like misty yeah, and there yeah, was it was awesome there was mountain goats like at the mountain top. goats yeah, <laughs> mountain, yeah it was great yeah was there was great. so much poo there was so, so much goat poo. poo it was yeah. gross <laughs> <laughs> but legit it was like we're gonna find some elves up here it's way too crazy <laughs> that's so cool yeah that yeah, was awesome and then it started like a random like downpour just came from nowhere and we just mm. ran to the car and that lasted for like five minutes mm. and then we we're like we've been looking in the wrong place and so we went to like the rocky outcrop area of the of the mountain and we found it yeah a singular pink slug and played it music right yep. we yeah serenaded we serenaded it, it. some shy music <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i think we have a video of it if you have the video of it x sorry if you have the video of it yeah cut it in Oh, it was in the newsletter, so it'll be mm. somewhere. Newsletter that I very read. good. It was very fun to play the recorder. Not so fun to listen to the recorder <laughs> while driving. Like Cut up seven hours. <laughs> I will chuck that out the window. I think it was good. I was in the car with Ethan. We were generally the loud car, and I think it was keeping Ethan awake. <laughs> <laughs>
And that's really cool, by the way. I also want to ask you about leading. Because you're now leading youth. Yep. Is that yep. right? Youth and Fuse. So originally when I was in school, I was only leading youth, which is our... As a uh, light leader. As a light leader, yep. As our, for our seven to 10 boys and girls. And now that I have more time on my hands and I'm not at school, I can just come straight here and do Fuse, which is a little bit earlier and that's for four to sixes. Mm -hmm. And so that's just another um, way that I can minister to people. Yeah. And you were you excited to do that? Do you minister? Do you say minister to the people? <laughs> minister those heathens that, <laughs> that are sitting out there. <laughs> um, was that something you always wanted to do? Um, You're always thinking, yeah, yeah I'm going to do that. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know if I'd have the energy at first to do it, <laughs> but I do. I don't. <laughs> Is that the same with um, LIT? It's called, isn't it? Yeah. So you do always year thirteen. Which one is it called? Sorry, I always get confused with between the two things. I can the do camp it. or no, no. So no, you you are you the doing gap year, year. yeah you doing year thirteen yeah, year thirteen. Okay, so and that's to help you kind of figure out what you want to do with your life, but yep. also yep. studying the Bible so you can like you really grounded in your yep. theology and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. And what is oh, I think <laughs> Fuse has started. Um, what? Uh, how's that helping you as well right now? Because you're doing that right now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's really cool because like the, the the culture shock from LIT and schoolies and crew camp, it's it's kind of like school is, it's kind of turned on its head. So instead of the place that I go every week being a negative community, it's like the place I go to every week is a positive community. So I go mm -hmm. to the a camp in Loftus, like a campsite in Loftus uh, called Camp Wanawong. Mm. And I go there every Wednesday and Thursday and I sleep the night there. And so obviously I'm over, like over a long period of time, I'm going to get really close to these guys. Yeah. And so it's going to be really interesting to see the difference between school and year 13. Mm. Yeah, and cool. I already feel like the friendships that I've made are just like really solid. Mm. That's great. And like people that I don't really talk to much, like they're like, they love me. <laughs> uh, and I love them, but it's like the complete. It's almost like complete flipping of what yeah, you're yeah, experiencing yeah. in school. Yeah, it's crazy. It's very similar to my story, I think, and I think that's yeah. what's really cool about it, that the way that God works, and like, as a result of that, there's the the last question that we always ask on the podcast, which is, now I know you're only 18, but what you know now as a Christian, what do you wish you knew when you were a younger Christian? Oh man. So many. <laughs> <laughs> so many. Uh, I think just the, it doesn't really matter because we're going to heaven. Yeah, right. And I didn't, I only had that for the end of school. Yeah. And it would have been, it would have been a lot less stressing <laughs> if I, if I had known that. And I would have just been able to walk through school like a lot, in a lot more peace, yeah. a lot more joy than I did. I'm just writing the title down. doesn't really matter <laughs> because we're going to heaven. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Eli, I think we might wrap up the chips, as we like to say on the Chip Lunch podcast. Wrap but up chips. I like wrap it. up the chips. Um, but I think it's been really cool having you on. And I think... Thank you. It's been great being here. <laughs> but I think... Yeah, I'm, th I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I think it's also been really cool to hear your story. Mm -hmm. I think there would be many young people perhaps feeling the same way as you. Yeah. 
as I said, I identify with a lot of things that you've gone through, similar for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like my original thoughts on a title were stick with it. And I think that's what you've done because mm, thank you. you could have, you said that you drifted sometimes but you, and you could have drifted completely away from God, yeah. but you didn't. And I think that's a testament to actually to how strong your faith is, even though you're like, you, you're only 18 and I think it's only going to get stronger. But um, I think there's been a lot of stuff in here, like the, what we've talked about today has been super encouraging yeah. and really helpful for people like your age, but also I think like for me, and for hopefully maybe someone that's more than 10 years older than you. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I really, really, really appreciate it. Can I, can I just say one last thing before we leave? I, of course you can. Um, <laughs> I have a bit of wisdom. Mm. And what I learned from my HSC is mm. that God uses challenges and trials, no pun intended, with the trials, ah. <laughs> to build you up as a Christian. Totally. Refined by fire. Refined by fire. Mm. That's exactly right. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. And I wish I knew that when I was younger too. Yeah. Rather than, why is it all so hard? <laughs> like, and I wish I knew like, to welcome that mm-hmm. as what God was doing to me. Yeah. Rather than, yeah, not really enjoying it. Like I came out of the, out of the HSC as a completely different person. Mm. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, that's cool. Any final words, Braden? Before we wrap up those chips. None at all. <laughs> thanks, Eli. I yeah, love you, brother. Thank you. Love yeah, you thanks, too. bro. Yeah, let's pound it. Ground and pound it. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for listening as well mm. or watching, whether it's on uh, on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app. I hope you've enjoyed the story with Eli because I really have. Mm. And thank you again to Eli. And we always finish with a one way. You ready? One way. Oh, this has been Chip Lunch. Oh, this has been Chip Lunch. Everybody come and eat your chips because this has been Chip Lunch. (laughs) Thanks to Greaves because he'll be the only one that's still watching. One way.